Welcome to From Betrayal to Breakthrough. I'm Dr. Debbie Silber, and today's guest is Elena Mosener. Elena is an ICF, International Coach Federation Certified Professional Coach, NGH, National Guild of Hypnotists, Certified Hypnotherapist, and Author. She holds a Bachelor of Science degree in Creative Writing and Film, as well as a Master of Science degree in Executive Coaching and Organizational Behavior. Throughout the last 15 years, she's worked with celebrities and professional athletes and high-level executives, and she's helped more than 1,000 people transform into their best using hypnosis therapy and coaching. Mosener sees clients from all over the world, online, via Zoom, and holds self-hypnosis and personal growth workshops a few times a year. She was featured by the New York Times, New York Post, and ABC Good Morning America as one of the top New York City hypnotherapists. She is a founder of Alpha Mind Self-Hypnosis app. Learn more about her at Elena. Mosener.com. So today we're talking about hypnosis and don't worry, you're not going to be doing anything weird or uncomfortable by listening. I'm having a conversation with Elena Mosener, who is a hypnotherapist who uses hypnosis to help her clients move past physical, mental, and emotional pain. If you've been stuck, you are going to really appreciate this episode. Here's Elena. Okay, everybody, we have Elena Mozaner with us today. We're going to be talking about hypnosis. And you know, I always subscribe to all these different ways to help us heal. Uh, and we haven't spoken about hypnosis yet. So let's learn more about it. Welcome, Elena. Hi, Debbie. Thank you so much for having me. Of course, of course. So let's just dive into hypnosis. What is it and how could it possibly help us when we're healing from betrayal? Sure. Well, um, as you know, hypnosis is a state of mind. It's a special state, uh, very similar to uh, meditation <clears throat> or focused attention. And uh, I like to look at it as a process through which you can uh, reprogram yourself and you can reprogram your, your past in some ways. You can also learn how to be really present, more present, more in the moment, but you can also look into the future and you can sort of time travel and uh, design a more exciting um, outcome-based future. How it can help you in, in, in those specific ways. You can, um, you can heal your past, especially if you were betrayed. <clears throat> you can uh, do things like create a different meaning, a different narrative about what happened. So instead of crying, maybe you can laugh uh, in your past. Maybe you look at, you look, you look at certain memories and, and you create um, a new meaning, new understanding and instead of beating yourself up or feeling guilty or, or ashamed, you can say things like, I didn't know better. Um, and this is the best I did with the resources that I had. So let's get real practical here because I know my listeners, my viewers, they're like, okay, that sounds nice to just look back on it instead of cry, I can laugh. But how do you really do that? Well, uh, practically, how do you do that through hypnosis is you are deeply relaxed you are um, you're, you're listening a so-called relaxation response, which is the opposite of fight or flight response. Your body's relaxed, you're emotionally relaxed, you're, be you're becoming much more focused and you are getting into that state of imagination. So what we can do is we can go back in time when you, when you felt certain emotions and you can, and you can say thank you to your, uh, your uh, younger self, your, your younger version of, you, of yourself and say thank you for doing your best. I have gratitude. 
and maybe you can even rewrite a scenario. Maybe you can take her her by the hand and say, let's 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 go out somewhere else. Let's go somewhere else, and say to her, this happened because uh, you didn't know better. Or maybe she can embody um, a wiser self, some someone from from the future and her future version can communicate to her past self and give all the wisdom. You are amazing, you're lovable you, and things like that. But yeah. every client has their own story. Right, so let's say, because I imagine, um, could there be any resistance? Because even when you said that, you know, someone could say, well, if, if, you, if you knew better, you know, that was the best you knew at the time. But a betrayal, sometimes we, we had no idea it, it wasn't like we did anything. This is something that, you know, we've experienced. So is that the type of thing where someone would be resistant? Like, could you be resistant to hearing things like that? You can, or? Be. You can be. That's why um, these are just the examples. This isn't something that I am coming up with. This is something that the client comes up with. So I asked their older version, their wiser version, to communicate with the younger version. So somebody can say, you know, you just didn't know better. Someone can say something like, uh, something like, these were the circumstances. This is not your fault. Don't beat yourself up. There's nothing wrong with you. Maybe she needs to hear that. So everyone has their own narrative to apply a better healing narrative to the past story. But these are just examples. But yes, there can be resistance if I, the practitioner, pushing ideas. And that's not my job. My job is to trust the client. They are the expert on their life. And uh, they have all the necessary insight. My job is only to provide the tools, processes, and safety and container to them so that they can do their internal work. But they, the, the client comes up with, that, with those ideas when they are in that st more resourceful state of, you know, of deep relaxation, translate state. So, so I understand it then. The client is the one who's they're asking the questions then or like how do you know what let's say what their experience is and how they want to look at it or or view it they i, I just yeah. so i understand so let's say you are deeply relaxed go back in time when you felt the feeling that you don't like okay well i am i'm, I'm 32 this is what happened i'm feeling how do you feel i feel beat up or i feel i feel guilty i feel Feel totally ashamed. I feel like, why did I do all sorts of, uh, you know, hard feelings. So what we do is um, I'm going to ask to imagine a regal, beautiful woman standing before you. Okay. She's coming from the future. This is you. And I'll count from one, two, three. You are going to feel like her. You're going to embody her and you're going to speak through her voice, her body. What is she telling you right now? So, and she's migrating. Uh, she's migrating from one state of mind to another state of mind, from one part of herself to another part of herself. It's easier to, to go through different parts as opposed to, you know, you can be your whole self. Here I am talking. I am a mother. I'm a hypnotherapist. I'm giving you an interview. In hypnosis, you can kind of compartmentalize. Mm -hmm. So you can go into that uh, future version, wiser version of you and speak just from that part. So I'm asking um, what, what, what do you have to say to uh, a younger version of Elena or a younger version of Natalie or David? What does she need to hear? And then she says, oh, you are so beautiful. Uh, you didn't know better. Or this happened because this is 
great there's a great lesson there for you. Uh, what what what? So I'm asking. So what is the lesson? What did you learn? So I'm just using strategic inquiry, um, in, uh, the Socratic inquiry method, without leading, without advising, just using the tools. Okay. So once the person is in that state, that's when they're picturing that highest or best right. version of themselves and asking those questions and seeing it from that person's perspective. That makes total sense. How do you know when someone is in that state and they're ready to see that version or even ask those questions? Is it something you see in their facial expressions? Like what, how do you know? Good, good question. Um, well, uh, I usually calibrate uh, their, their body is relaxed. Um, sometimes your eyes roll up a little bit, like when you're when you actually sleep. Most people don't know your eyeballs kind of go up a little bit, right? They they roll up, as if you're looking uh, somewhere high up. So your eyes roll up a little bit. Maybe there can be a little twitch or something. But you 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 see that they are their breathing is slowing down. Uh, it's it's very it becomes very um, obvious, and it can take anywhere from from five to twenty minutes to put somebody into that state of uh, deep relaxation, state of hypnosis. We can call it trance, healing trance, um, and that that's how I know. And um, and then it's just imagination, uh, and in some ways it's not even even about. You don't necessarily need to be in a deeply, totally deeply relaxed state. You can just close your eyes and you can be giving a permission. Let's play. It's like mm -hmm. role play. You can be on stage playing. There's probably you, you're aware of these um, constellations, right? Family constellations where you, when you do the role playing. And it's kind of hypnotic because you begin to play different roles within yourself. So it can be a, a, a an actual uh, carpet work like stage, but we're doing it through hypnosis with it, with your eyes closed because your eyes are closed. You're not distracted by the, by the external environment, but the whole mm -hmm, good yeah so does the person know afterwards like let's say they go through the experience and they come out of it do they remember the conversation or do they just feel better or different because of it what i found is people feel better mo most of the time they feel more like ah oh, there's an insight and there's a, a sense of relief mm -hmm. you know um like there's there's no blaming or beating yourself up there's just a sense of I'm um, like that little girl. I'm so innocent. I, I'm I'm fine. So that that's 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 the way to feel better. Um, do they remember? That's a good question. They can remember everything word for word. It's it's almost hard to remember that. Um, but there 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 is a memory. They're, they're, they don't just forget everything as if it has happened in some altered state, some dreamlike state that you forget. Um, Unless you create a, a sort of amnesia, you, you put them deeply relaxed after that uh, exercise, you put them really deeply relaxed for some time and give them a suggestion, you can forget that we're creating an amnesia. They may, they may have um, a, a more difficulty trying to remember, but that's, we don't really need that. Right. And I'm sure there are people who uh, they're a little afraid of hypnosis because like I remember, I think I was in college and there was a hypnotist and you know, yeah. he brought a few people on stage and then before you knew it, like people were clucking like a chicken and barking like a dog and all kinds of stuff. Yeah. And so is there a fear like where people go and, and explain if you can explain that, because to me, that just seems like I would do everything I could to to be resistant to that just because of, you know, losing that, I guess, sense of control and 
barking like a dog in front of everybody, you know? So how, yeah. how do you, st- how, like, how do you move past that fear and what's going on that makes somebody get to a state where, where they, that's just what they're doing? Excellent question. And it's natural for somebody to experience that state of fear because of stage hypnosis and and, uh, all sorts of entertainment shows or even movies that portray hypnosis in such a way. So the way to overcome that fear is it's for me to build the trust with the client and explain to them what hypnosis really is. And this is exactly what I'm going to try to do right now. Let's talk about stage hypnosis. If you think of Uh, stage hypnosis as here's a hypnotist on stage and how many people do we have an audience let's say 100 people only about 10 of them get up on stage right like 10 percent and those 10 percent already knew they would they would go get up on stage and do funny things crazy things they already gave their permission they already want to do that it's not like they're being totally controlled they're doing crazy things against their will they know exactly what they're doing. So I'm just kind of revealing in the secret behind mm-hmm, stage hypnosis. Mm-hmm. But the job of a stage hypnotist is to make you, the audience, believe as if they are under the spell, under control. It's just more of a kind of like a game that, that your, your, your job is to make the audience believe that it is mind control. That's why it becomes so interesting. But it's really not mind control. These people want to be on stage. They want to have fun. They want to be um, acting like kids. They want to be given permission to act crazy. And we actually see this in, even in politics when people act crazy after somebody's giving them permission. You know, it's, it's people want to go that wild sometimes, you know, and stage experience gives them that experience. So they are not, um, <clears throat> they're, they, they're aware of what they're doing. Sometimes what can happen is that they can, because you are, uh, as a state hypnotist, you're giving them permission, they're going to be just like going completely um, not judging themselves. They're just going to be completely crazy, you know, um, pretending and playing. So, but again, um, there is a uh, consent. There's always a consent for them to act this way. So, so th- yes, I can see how there's a consent. So what you're, are you saying that that's not real? Like they're not really hypnotized or they, they really are, but because of their consent, they were willing to go that distance. Well, that's, that's the whole thing. What is real? What's not real? It's, it's real in the sense that they gave their consent. Like if you're coming to see me, if one, one, you know, the client comes to see me and they give their consent mm-hmm. to to, to, to achieve, to help me get them achieve healing. Mm-hmm. So that's the goal, right? If you are in a stage hypnosis show, you give your consent so that I can make you do those crazy things, right? So that's the goal. Let's have fun. Let's do crazy things. You're going to pick up your shoe and pretend it's a phone. You know what? You've seen those shows. Mm-hmm. Are you okay with it? Oh yeah, I'm fine with it. I've seen those shows so many times before. You know what's going on. Now, when you come see um, that when you when you see a hypnotherapist, you know you're not going there to do those crazy things, right? right. And right. we have a total understanding of it. I'm here. What what would you like? The first thing we ask a psycholo- psychologist, therapist, what is your outcome? What would you like to achieve? What would make it productive? I want to feel letting go, or, or like I want to start a new life, a new chapter. I want to heal. Mm-hmm. Well, let's get let's get you to that place. Got it. Okay. So I, now I know people who've used hypnosis for weight loss, to stop smoking, all kinds of things like that. How does that work? So uh, if you want to stop smoking, your goal is to become a non-smoker. 
it's just really a matter of re-educating yourself, right? Um, in, in, in a 30-minute um, period of the dangers of smoking, the benefits of becoming a non-smoker, you are very, very relaxed. There's no noise, not too much judgment. Uh, and um, all, all, all that information is communicated to you. You are, you are becoming more convinced. There's a strong sense of conviction that uh, my job is to relate. You have a strong sense of conviction in your power. You are able to stop and people want to be empowered. You are now a non-smoker and you choose to become a non-smoker for the rest of your life. You are tired of it. You're sick of it. You're tired of the smell and, and um, you, you've lost your need and desire for smoking. So there's a lot of information that is communicated to you that you are not usually communicating to yourself. Your information uh, while being a smoker is, I want to let up a cigarette that's going to make me feel good. That's what you run with all day long. Oh, I'm going to have my coffee with a cigarette. So there's an association. So I want to understand what your associations are. We're going to talk about that. And we're going to break those associations. From now on, you have you have a morning cup of coffee. It's inconsistent with a cigarette. And, and your job is to listen and process and picture that. I am capable of that. I have no need for a cigarette. I can enjoy my coffee so you can picture that. So okay. That's the power of programming through words, through pictures. And, and I guess what's what's really interesting about that is it's the conviction. Because if, if you were to just say to somebody, smoke is bad for you, you know, they know that, but there's something, there's still that draw. But I guess when you're when you're following up with how it's so inconsistent with what they want and who they want to be, then then there's that belief or that what they can you know they can begin to hold on to enough to say well what if this is possible so that that makes sense can you give us some case studies of of just what people have come in with with heartbreak or betrayal and things like that and how hypnosis helped them move through it sure uh heartbreak is quite common um and um i'd say probably about 60% of women come to me for heartbreak and maybe 40, 35% are men. Mm -hmm. uh, for some reason, mm, men are able to, to cope with heartbreak in a different way, um, that, at least from my experience. Um, so when women come to me for heartbreak, uh, I wanna understand what they want, right? Where are we going? And what that, future looks like because quite often when you are heartbroken you, you can't possibly think of the future um you're, you're you're right here right now you're experiencing pain and you are also in the past asking questions why did this happen um how what is he doing or why did he do this so you're you're right here in that constant you know perpetuating pain mm -hmm. once i start asking questions about the future then the client starts to think differently. So you're shifting your perception, you're widening your perception further, and you're beginning to uh, kind of peek into the future. Um, well, let's imagine, and sometimes there's resistance because there's the client all, often goes back, but, but I'm feeling this way. How will you feel when you have completely let go? What will you be doing? I'll be reading more books. I'll be exercising actually more. I'll go out with my friends. And we want to create a possibility that there is a better relationship. There is someone better coming your way. And what are the lessons that you have learned? This is also very important. What are some of the lessons that you, lessons you have learned from this experience? Mm -hmm. 
so that we can incorporate them. And um, sometimes we wanna, we don't wanna repeat uh, the, the same, the same um, mistakes or the same choice. Uh, there, there were times when somebody said, you know, I, I saw the red flags, but I ignored them. Mm-hmm. And uh, so maybe from now on, uh, you want to start trusting yourself more and, and trusting your intuition. Mm-hmm. Um, someone, someone said, I, I went into relationships too, a relationship too quick, or he reminded me of my, my parent, you know, and it felt so familiar. So you, you want to work through that. And really, there, are time, there is a time a woman uh, would say, I want to take time right now and really find myself. I want to find me before I go into a relationship. This is my biggest lesson. I don't want to be too quick to go into a relationship next time. I want to find me. I want to travel and, um, you know, pick all the pieces together. So mm. those are the lessons in the future. Right. So is there, can you think of someone in particular where they just came in just heartbroken and so stuck and in so much pain and you did a session with them or two or three, I don't know how many it takes. And then they just, and the difference in how they first came to you and then how they left because of hypnosis. So I can think of a recent client. Um, She came to me and uh, there was a breakup. She, uh, like I said, she felt beat up uh, emotionally and uh, disappointed and did not want any relationship um, and, and, and couldn't even fathom the idea of having a relationship in the future because she was still mourning, mourning the, the breakup. They were, they were together for a long time. Um, and then the other thing in that relationship was that she, she felt like he was much more successful than she was. And, um, and in the end, she started believing more in herself that she could, she could pursue something else in her life. She started looking into other professions. Um, she mentioned something about even becoming a police officer. Um, and, and she felt like, you know, woman can be empowered, you know, I I can be empowered. I, uh, she started seeing uh, her friends having, having certain jobs, being totally empowered, pursuing their dreams. And her, her situation was that she was relying so much on, on her boyfriend who she, she was, you know, hoping she would marry and he was very successful. And, and instead she started finding herself, you know, Mm -hmm. she started finding herself and we did a lot of self-esteem uh, suggestions and self-esteem booster to have her believe that more. So for someone like that to go from this place of complete and total heartbreak to this place of being empowered and wanting to just get to know herself and, and just move in this whole other direction, what's happening in the brain? Hmm, that's a good question. What is happening in the brain? I wouldn't know exactly what is happening in the, in the brain because I don't think there are even particular studies, um, I would, I would have to find them, but I would say what's what's happening in the brain. The possibility is that there's there's less cortisol because you're not in that stressed stressed um, state state of mind. Um, I can I can talk about what's what's happening in the brain when you are much more relaxed. Mm-hmm. That's, yeah, 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 absolutely. Yeah, exactly. yeah, exactly. When you're in state of hypnosis and relaxed or more positive, um, so let's say they are feeling more relaxed, more positive. Um, they're uh, releasing more uh, uh, serotonin and, and dopamine, 
the cortisol is leveled. So you're in a much more um, open open state of mind. And even your muscles can be more relaxed as opposed to being tight. It can cause a headache or, and pain. Mm-hmm. So that's, that's, that's how it works. So can we do, because it sounds like such a wonderful state where we're, we're almost like bypassing all of our resistance to get to what's underneath and, and work with that. Is it the kind of thing that we can do on our own? Is self-hypnosis possible? Certainly, yes, we, we can definitely uh, practice self-hypnosis and there are a number of techniques you can use. The simple one could be breathing, uh, just sitting down and breathing from five to 10 minutes and take really deep, long breaths on the count of six. Take a deep breath, one, two, three, four, five, six, and exhale in six seconds. And really fill up your, 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 your lungs, go all the way into your stomach. And that can immediately uh, help you release that as I spoke earlier, the relaxation response and tension in your body, and you'll start thinking much more positive. So that's one technique. Other techniques that I also teach my clients is um, a simple eye catalepsy technique uh, where you close your eyes and then you try to open your eyelids, do this three times. That also causes a nice, nice relaxed feeling around your eyelids and, um, and spreading further in your face. Um, and um, and some other techniques like EFT, but I have them on, on my website. If, you know, if somebody's really interested, I have more more techniques to teach. If you if you'd like, I can show them. Yeah. So so here's somebody going through uh, self hypnosis. Is there is there like a certain amount that's the right amount? How do you know if it's enough? Too much? Is there a way to to know, or is it just by how you feel? So self hypnosis can be used to. Uh, relax and self-hypnosis can be used to program your mind, right? So self-hypnosis to relax um, uh, can take anywhere from, from three three to 10 minutes, right? Usually five minutes uh, average. So how you know it's working, you're, you're relaxed. Your body becomes relaxed. Your breathing is slowing down and your the negative thoughts are beginning to subside. That's how you know. This is your um, sort of like uh, evidence. But it's it is working right here right now. You, you're not trying to call the person and trying to text him or, or try to you know chase anyone or anything. You're just right here right now. You're trusting the moment, mm-hmm. right? It can take ten minutes uh, if you're if you, ha- you don't have a whole lot of, a lot of experience with self hypnosis, but uh, five to ten. And then uh, if you look at self hypnosis as a way to program yourself, um, uh, it can be again. Um, 10 to 20 minutes because you want to get into that state of relaxation and then you want to give yourself suggestions. And I advise focusing on average five good suggestions, five good affirmations that you can give to yourself. You can just recite them silently with your eyes closed. You can also look at yourself in the mirror. Another good good way to speak to yourself, to hypnotize yourself is put your uh, hand on your heart. Uh, breathe deeply, take 10 deep breaths in and out, and then start speaking to yourself. When you speak to yourself, um, it's important to feel a bit of vibration in your hands. So maybe you'll want to lower your voice so that it's there's a really nice vibration. And then you say things to yourself. Uh, you are confident. Uh, we are, I, I, I am moving on. I feel confident. I am moving on. I am worthy. Um, I, whatever suggestions that are fitting your experience right now, positive and present tense, I am lovable and things like that. So, and, and as you speak the suggestions, they're really resonating with your heart and you start believing them more. 
That really makes a lot of sense. And, you know, think about it. People say, well, I don't want to program myself, but isn't it better, better for you to program yourself than the programming that we have in us that may not all, you know, be to our uh, benefit? So it makes yeah. total and complete sense. I love that. What do you want to make sure everyone knows before we wrap up? Well, uh, I want everyone to know that you have the power uh, in you. Uh, you are empowered and you can rewrite uh, your your story. You can rewrite your story of whatever happened. You can rewrite your experience. You can also tap into the future by thinking more positive uh, about what's coming your way and really uh, give yourself that permission to, to move into the future. And, um, and really just practical things like speaking to yourself, like what I showed with your hand on your heart. Sometimes when you are heartbroken, you don't want to do these things like this is not working. I don't want to breathe. It's not working. And you keep thinking about the negative thing. All you do is you sit down, thinking about a negative thing. You're laying down. You're not doing the exercises. All you need to do is do those practical exercises and they will help you because you want to be enjoying life moment to moment enjoying the cup of coffee that you're drinking enjoying the sun sun sunshine enjoying the exercise but really force yourself to do these these things because these exercises self-hypnosis or yoga will get you out of that state but you have to do that you have to commit to it being present that's so important where do we go to learn more about you so you can go to uh, my website, elenamozana.com, which is my first name and last name. And I recently just launched uh, the hypnocloud.com, which is a membership-based um, website. You can have access to all of my 100 self-hypnosis audio sessions, workshops, uh, and uh, it's, it's all available as that's opposed great. to buying them in the store. Yes, you can just- That's great. And, and can you get share that- uh... That site once again, so it's your name, and we'll have that in the show notes. And the other one where we can download the uh, the hypnosis hypnocloud hypnocloud.com cloud.com. That's wonderful. and there are some powerful audios for women for, 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 for female empowerment. I have some audio sessions for finding your inner goddess, embodying your inner goddess, embracing your uh, feminine, uh, healing yourself, becoming a quality woman. So yes, there's some really awesome sessions. Oh, that's great. Well, Elena, I want to thank you so much. You definitely opened up our eyes to hypnosis and how we can use it to our advantage to get uh, to heal and to move forward from uh, from betrayal and heartbreak and so much more. Thank you so much. Thank you, Debbie, for your time and interest in hypnotherapy. Thank you. I learned a lot, did you? I love the idea that we can reprogram our minds. Isn't it better for us to choose the thoughts running through us versus just repeating what someone else intentionally or unintentionally planted there? Stay in touch with Elena by going to elenamosiner.com and we'll have all of her information in the show notes at thepbtinstitute.com forward slash podcast. Here's my biggest takeaway. When it comes to healing from heartbreak, one, ask yourself what do you want? And two, ask yourself questions about the future. Create that possibility. What lessons have you learned and how can that help you as you move forward? Then remember that you can do self-hypnosis through breathing, relaxing your eyes, EFT, or whatever method works for you. As Elena said, you can rewrite your story and hypnosis and self-hypnosis can help. Of course, what led to the beliefs and experiences takes a toll on your mind, body, and heart. So take the post-betrayal syndrome quiz, which you can find at the PBT Institute 
pbtinstitute.com forward slash quiz. And have you checked out the PBT Institute membership community? Imagine everything you'd ever need to become your physical, mental, emotional best community, support, certified coaches and practitioners you could schedule time with, daily classes on all kinds of interesting topics, curated experts teaching advanced strategies in the areas of health, mindset, spirituality, personal development, Imagine the most friendly, welcoming, and supportive place to become your best, and it's all online. Nothing like this exists, and I am so excited to welcome you. Just go to thepbtinstitute.com forward slash join to learn more. And if you like the show, please subscribe, rate, and review. And of course, if you know of someone struggling to heal from a betrayal, be sure to tell them about the show too. Thanks for listening. Can't wait to be with you next time, and here's to your breakthrough. Breakthrough.